Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, September 9th, and we are down to four teams, three games, and two weekends left in the 2022 PLL season. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes in the house. Dukes, it was a, uh, it was certainly a eventful quarterfinal weekend uh mm-hmm. in boston last week how are we feeling heading into the semis good good um really you know i think you saw a little bit with the like the quarterfinals attendance like how like you know labor day weekend and you know college football starting up like, like we talked about like maybe impacting that a little bit but i think overall is a successful weekend water dogs on top um yeah i'm happy i'm happy with that, the way everything's going yeah, the, uh, I mean, I uh, I'll tell you what, I, I I put pretty much my entire uh career on the line saying that I I I called two overtime games that we I thought that all three games were going to come down to one or two goals. I said two of them were definitely going to overtime. Lo and behold, we got three just pure shit yeah. kickings. Uh, just three straight games where like all these games. Shit was over before the fourth quarter even started. Uh, so I don't know, like that kind of it, it was it was a little disappointing that there weren't any like late game theatrics. Uh, but that is just another example of like the moment you think you know what's gonna go on in this league, the total exact opposite happens. Yeah, I mean, we also I you picked the chaos, I went against them because you know, I've been with the chrome all year, I can't just be a fraud. But the thing that we talked about with the chaos were like who, who didn't play, who hasn't played their best game yet. And who could absolutely t- change the tide of a game blaze. What do you have an 83% save percentage? Like that's ridiculous. He, he, he was at like, he was at like 92% at some point. It, it in the was fourth like, quarter. yeah. And like, it was also, it was, <laughs> me and you, me and you both were like, we're like, yeah, like we, you guys should have a lot of, like, we're like, you should have a lot of people doubting you because you guys have stunk all year. And blaze has been, you know, <laughs> still like a goalie of the year candidate and like the expectations for him, right? Like just in general, like, all right, like the way that the chaos play their defense, it's so chaotic. I know. Very punny. <laughs> but it, it, does- they, <laughs> it relies a lot on blaze making saves. Like the way that the way that they want to play relies on blaze being the one. Like, I know it's like, it sounds crazy, but the way that they like, it's not like they're like, all right, we're going to like, we want blaze to see the best shots. So like, no blaze, you might, you're going to see like anything. And yeah, like just the way, and it, it works when it works. Yeah, I mean it's 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 always nice to have uh, just a guy who pretty much the only guy to ever win goalie of the year in in the PLL. Just they're backstopping for you and and an MVP. So um, no, I mean that was a game where again, like I don't know, it sucks because like we knew it was gonna. Ha- I, I know that you had to ride yeah. with your Chrome. Like you had to ride with your Chrome because like that's just the. If you didn't, you'd be a fraud. And, I, and I'm glad that we don't have to put Dukes on fraud alert. But like, even you knew this was a total possibility where it's what the chaos do. They just sandbag the entire regular yeah. season. They come out when they actually need to get a win. Um, and then they put up their best game of, of their season. Also, I think I said this, I might've said it in, in the blog that I wrote earlier in the week, but like there couldn't have been a a better matchup for this chaos team than the chrome given the fact that they're let like their best two players are rookies and you look back like you look back 
not only in the fact that like, okay, they're rookies. So like, this is their first like PLL playoff experience. Like not like, I don't really give a shit about that because like Logan Wisnowskis has played in bigger games. He's than PLL. Court. Yeah. That's but like, stop calling him a fucking rookie. He's 24 years old. The guy should be like a doctor by now. The <laughs> amount of college education he's had. It's like, we're calling these 24 year olds. Like, Oh, you know, they're not seizing to the game. They played Placid three years ago against like half these guys. Like, yeah. come on, like, let's get real. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Wiz has played in in bigger games than a PLL quarterfinal game. But the point that I'm getting at here is like you you look at how much lacrosse they've played this year, starting all the way back in January, uh, you know, leading Maryland to to a national championship. Yeah. Brendan Nick turn spending the past, I mean, four years at, at Army West Point, had yeah. you know, start starting January at Army. Uh, great season and then goes into the PL. So like those guys have played like a ton of lacrosse over the past um, bad at math, bad at math, eight months. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ton of lacrosse over the past year. Like they were going to run out of gas at some point. And then, you know, the, the chaos, they've just been, they've been storing up that gas since God knows when. And obviously like you have the guys who played for the bandits. So like that was a lot. Um, But I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's a little bit different when you already have gone from playing the full NLL season into playing PLL, as opposed to like your first time going all the way through college, everything with that, and then going into a pro season. So the thing, so one thing that I was like, I want to like talk about with the Chrome is <clears throat> the defense played necessarily bad. You know, at one point you're out of it, but like 11 goals, like you you should be in the game with 11 goals. I mean, obviously it's on the offense, but like even with the offense, it's like you probably got the looks you wanted to get. But when you have a like a goalie like Blaze when he's standing on his head like that, sometimes you just got to tip your cap and be like, yeah, no, you got the best of us today. Um, with the rookie, with the rookie talk, I totally agree. Like just gassed out, but I don't really look for the excuse like, oh, um, you know, like they. Like, I, I really like, the, like, the, the rookie excuse for, like, exactly what you said. Like, these guys are old, mature. Like, it's not like you're having a rookie quarterback go in and, like, you know, going against the fucking, like, the, the 86 Bears defense. Right, like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you've got, like, a bunch of, like, 18-year-olds out there. Yeah, who are still, like, exactly. Like, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, but it's, like, it's just – it's a lot of lacrosse for, like – For sure. The, the first time. Um yeah, and I mean, like Chrome defense didn't necessarily play play bad, but um, you know, I I think, dude, one of the guys who I'm starting to get really impressed with over the last few weeks, um, and I know, like, if anyone here is listening, that's a you know an NLL fan or a box guy, like they're gonna be like, how the fuck, like, weren't you yeah. impressed with this guy before? Uh, Challen Rogers, oh yeah, is dude, yeah. like, like they're like Chrome. I defense, totally agree. Chrome defense playing perfectly fine. That dude still gets to a spot like like a motherfucker like that guy i like you can play the best defense in the world on that guy and he's still gonna get like one more shoulder down get himself to a spot and then dunk it like he's he's been a sick bastard the past couple weeks and really saw it happening in that game against chrome i saw the chaos guys at the bar in fairfield i think i talked about it a little but they were talking about challenge Rodgers. like he like you got like he's i think they might have like been saying like he was the best player like i feel like the way that they were talking but i remember like leaving the bar and being over served and being like the one thing i got out of it was like <laughs> yeah. all right shall ride is really freaking good <laughs> <laughs> remember, write that down write that down <laughs> it's just it's just on your hand yeah yeah cr i think i got like a girl's number it's like cr i'm like cr 23 what <laughs> yeah i mean like he's been sick in the nll yeah. for like years but it's like 
really like I, i'll watch nll games here and there but i'm not like following the nll like don't fucking come after me canada but like getting a chance to really see it uh you know these past few weeks like he's a guy who i think like the archers defense like like you got to throw Graham Hasek on him. Like you have to throw one of those box. Yeah. Well, not not only a pole, but a, a box pole, pole. But a box pole. Um, I don't know. Like like who else? Or, or, I mean, Brody Merrill. Like, well, yeah, but the archers don't, don't, don't have. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like what? Like the archers. Even if you're not gonna pull them, like it has to be like Latrell Harris. Yeah. yeah. So um, but yeah. So chaos just curb stomp the 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 chrome. Um, um second game the one thing i was gonna say that too is like the so i just the a debate that we had going into the playoffs was the you know you go in with two and nine and you're like you're on the side of like being like they shouldn't get in the regular season means nothing which again i think that we might have talked about i might be doing the repeat rap but you know we talked about like how they, they have guys in the bandits in the nll now like they're all getting like adjusted and you can even say like maybe they're like a little healthy because you're talking about long seasons, a box season. You got all those weekends too. So you want to talk about a long season for like the NLL guys, like those bandits guys have been getting beaten up. So like maybe they're just getting back to full strength health wise after like a pretty enduring playoff run. So like that could be a factor as well. Um, but See, yeah, like, they, but my, I also my, think, I think the factor, the factor of all factors is if blaze saves above 70%, if blaze has a 70% save percentage or better, the chaos are going to win. If, they, if he does that for the next two games, they will win the championship. Yeah. And real quick, I, I don't want to do like an entire repeat on, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. segment of like, you know, should a two and eight team get into the playoffs? But like my whole thing there is like, like I agree that the chaos as, as a two and eight team were always going to be good enough to win in the playoffs. Like that was never my thing. It wasn't like a, why are they getting in? Like they don't like, they, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to win a playoff game. They stink. Like my thing was always that they were going to win. It's just, I think like that just ends up being a bad look yeah. for the league. Like, let's say the championship game, uh, let's say that they get past the archers championship game rolls around. Like maybe you're sitting in the office and, and you're, you know, you've got a couple people who have never watched lacrosse before, but it's the PLL championship. So they want to give it a shot. And you're like, Oh yeah, this was the chaos. And they're like, Oh, were they a wagon all year? And you're like, uh no like actually they were two and eight they're like what the fuck like uh, like that's like a bad look for the league if the team that's like winning a championship if they win out in the playoffs their final record is still five and eight so it's just like tough to like explain to non-lacrosse fans it's like yeah this team that won only 20 percent of their games in the regular season is now going to play for the championship when like you can't really explain to them it's like yeah, but they have like all these six guys that were playing for the bandits and like they have like the best goalie who just like wasn't really doing like that much in the regular, like you have to go into a whole spiel or else people are like, the fuck's no. going on with this league? No, we don't have the end to a spiel. Guys, I'm like Jordan Belfer right now. Like when he's like, here's the script. During the championship game when it's chaos water dogs, here's what you're going to tell your friend. Like two and eight, like what, what's this fucking league? Like, a, Is this like this Mickey Mouse league? This league makes no sense. What you say is, Look, this is a really competitive league. Week in, week out, you really don't know. It's one or one or two goal difference between these games. So, like, the difference between the top and the bottom is not that much. The margin of error is right there. That's it. Don't give the spiel. Don't even go into the NLL. Don't the, the NLL is going to confuse the fuck out of you. They're going to raise. I just watched the documentary. I thought the MLL and the PLL merged. What's this NLL? It's like we're not going there. Um, one thing, like, we Dukes, can- that's a, that's a that's a really good point. By the way, I think that that was 
Yeah, just 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 uh, yeah. Just, say, just just bring up like and plus like, and plus yeah. when you hit them with a phrase, the margin of error, oh, like all all of a sudden, like the buzzword, just, buzz. yeah, it's 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 real buzzy, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, that, that's 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 a great one. One just talking about the NL really quick that I saw on Twitter is, which I love to see is that supposedly Paul Rabel is going to have talks with the NLL to like work with the league, which is great. Um, I don't really know, like if we're just like I want to have I want to. Get me in a room with the commissioners. I want to start talking to them about some scheduling. I want the NLL starting October 1st. I want these guys having no break. I want that league done in March. Done. Done. And then we start May 1st. I mean, I if everything's under ESPN, I think that there's probably a way yeah. to work that out. Like, I, I think in, like, the past, like, it, it'd be tough to, like, kind of schedule it. But I don't know. You've got a new commissioner in the NLL. You've yeah. got everything under yeah, right. ESPN. Um, we can make something happen with that, probably. We so with my thing with before we get into the second game, my thing with the May first start too that I like like because we're talking about like Labor Day and like the scheduling conflicts with the NFL season, college football, all that shit. I think that starting May first, that's when the crawl starts really buzzing. That's when you have like all the eyes in college, everything. So you've got to like somehow can like you know not take over the college Saturday like Saturday say if you could do like Friday games Monday games or just something along those lines where like you know like the lacrosse is buzzing like May and June are a good time for lacrosse yeah the only thing is that that is just like a lot more overlap with like Stanley Cup and NBA playoffs yeah but like you know lacrosse on top fastest growing sport in two feet oh yeah there we go yeah all right spin zone yeah all right we got to think about – I got to sit down with, like, who's, who, well, whoever the skipper is at uh, ESPN. Yeah, well, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll workshop will, that one. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll Monday mon- – a Monday night or a Sunday night Labor Day weekend championship game would be so fire. I, yeah, I agree. Like, getting, getting it done before the start of the NFL season is pretty crucial. Um, I mean, even, like, the if – our, if, our, if the two – lacrosse holidays through memorial day and labor day that would be sick yeah just sport of the summer um okay so yeah well speaking of buzzwords we'll put a pin in that one we'll circle back we'll get around to it um yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we'll you know we'll we'll synergize we'll uh, yeah. streamline and uh that'll that'll streamline us right into again we we don't have to talk too much because we're like a, almost a full week past this right now um but the the archers just dismantling the redwoods yeah. um really really good to see as someone who wants this archers team to get over the hump um I mean, the offense was was snapping it around. Connor Fields got himself going uh, when he's, you know, I, I feel like Connor Fields, I wouldn't call him the the straw that stirs the drink, but like he's a guy where like if if you if you have him going and he's balling out, you know that the rest of the group is going to follow. Like you can have a couple like mm-hmm. Marcus games where he takes over, but like no one else is really there. Maybe Grant games, but like. I don't know. I just feel like Connor Fields games are always like, all right, now the entire Archer's offense is buzzing. Um, so that's got to feel great for them to to put up a, you know, a big game against the Redwoods. And now they move on to play against the Chaos, the same team that ended their season each of the past two, two years. Yeah, uh, that game was, I thought, a pretty big uh, snooze fest. What did you think? 
yes and no. I, I just thought, uh, I don't know, like these last two games, the final score does seem to be a little deceit. Like, you know, they're, they're both five goal wins, but like neither of them really felt even that tight. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that, uh, you know, Redwoods, kind of are who who just they they seem to be this whole season where it's like the the potential was there for them to have a couple real breakout games and then they just couldn't get everybody going on the same page um you know and then you look on the other side and archers archers got it done so they just uh, and honestly with the redwoods i loved them the first year in the league they were like they're like you know no damn guy go and be go irish but after they lost landis that defense just looks kind of lost like i know everyone like it just looks – it's not it's, – I mean, obviously, you're losing, like, one – like, arguably the best defender in the league. But after that first year, I feel like they just lost – they lost, they lost like, something. I don't know if it was a locker room presence, maybe a gel guy. I don't really know. I don't have the answer. But it's just a different makeup. Like, disappointing just the yeah. past couple of years. I'm and just that, shocked that they never got one, I guess. And you um, can't really be – feeling or looking a little bit lost out there on defense when, you know, you, you look at what this archers offense is able to do, especially on like settled possessions. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when they're not going into it, like when they're settling down, like they're snapping it around so hard. Um, we saw a few of like the same law. I, I don't know if they were both Matt Moore, like one of them might've been Matt Moore. The other one might've been Connor fields, but like just a quick little uh, almost like a little, just a little hezzy fake shot dip down to I think it was Marcus who finished off both of them um but just like like the moment that you have to slide to anybody it's one pass yep. one pass back door back of the net so uh yeah you definitely need the the defense to be uh you know head on a swivel all over the place against this archer's offense when they're really clicking so that should be interesting because I don't think ne- either of us are like sold on this chaos defense especially settled six on six yeah yeah no for sure and also uh one thing that i just want to make sure i have the stats right sorry uh one thing that i noticed yeah in the first in the first quarter when the archers grabbed a seven three lead td got killed on the face at the face off x i think he lost like the first like four or six i want to say but then he absolutely dominated so you gotta see like if that you take back that. I mean, obviously, it's like it's a big first quarter, but you take back that first quarter for the uh, Woods. Like, you're kind of looking at a different game, probably. Yeah, or at least like winning um, out that battle a little bit. But yeah, seems dude, to be a difference. Want to talk about a guy who killed it on faceoffs last weekend? How about Jake Withers? Yeah, going going seventeen for thirty three against Trevor Baptiste as the uh, as as the Water Dogs go on their run to just completely dismantle the Atlas. Um, it, it was a sad day. It was a bad day for the Atlas. I, I thought that this team had had championship hopes. I thought that they were right there on the cusp at the beginning of the season. I thought, you know, this was, this was going to be a team of destiny, the team to beat in the league besides the whip snakes. Uh, and they just got pounded by the dogs. Uh, so, I mean, Jake Withers went in a bunch of, although a lot of that has to do with Zach Carrier just yes. being, being an absolute maniac on the wings. Uh, it is a three man unit. So I'm not taking no, that. That's, that's what that. I'm saying. But the water dogs, like, when we talk about the best face off guys, I never bring up Withers because that's a pure, pure, just like 
you're at like the face-off academy and you're going one-on-ones. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to be like the top guy there, but the way that the Canadians worked that, uh, worked the lines with him, Reese and uh, Courier, it's like they, they, they can, they can even up the battle. Like I'm, sh- I'm shocked that he won the battle, but I'm not shocked that he like kept it. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have been shocked if it was like 44% for him. Can I, I say something real quick? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's your podcast. Um, Well, it's our (laughs) podcast, but uh, just just because you just briefly mentioned him, I think Rylan Reese might be the most dangerous man in the game right now. In what sense? Just as a player or just like, just just a weapon? Just a weapon. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Rylan Reese in transition. Yeah, totally. is, Is just like... You can't really stop it. Like he's just, uh, I mean, two goals this past week. Um, I mean, he, he's had like a few nasty goals in his career. Uh, yeah. You get those box guys that play pole and field and they're just so good with their stick. Uh, I mean, go ahead. You know, who, uh, I was just like, you know, who are fucking, uh, when we're talking about LSMs, offices out of the field. I think Craig Chick is one of the most underrated LSMs in the league, Like nobody talks about him. The fact that he wasn't up for the award this year uh, for LSM of the year was crazy to me. Like, Jared Connors, good player. Haven't been overly impressed with his PLL career so far. Craig Chick was a thousand times better than him this year. I, I might have it wrong from a player's perspective where players like, no, Jared Connors is just like a lengthy guy that annoys you up in your shit. But Craig Chick has had an LSM. I just want to shout him out. LSM of the year finalist, no doubt in my mind. Got, he, got, he got screwed. Screwed the yeah, I don't, I don't know what his stats are like, but just oh, like, don't even go. takeaway. He's a takeaway nightmare. Don't even go to the stats because when you match, when you do the matchup game, I think Dan did the matchup game, and I got enraged on Twitter when you like do Jared Connors to uh, Craig Chicks, and it's like like a like a little player A, player B type of situation. Yeah, it was one of those or something, and like because I remember dude, I had this like random Twitter account. It might, it might be Craig Chick or his dad. What like would tweet at me? You probably got tagged in this. <laughs> did you ever see this? Where it was like. It's like Craig Chick had a turn, like a cause turnover here. He had like five in the game, right? He got like yeah. PLL put him down for like five. And he had like three more that the PLL just didn't count on their website for some reason. And he tweeted at me like five times this year. He was like, why didn't this count as a cause turnover? Like, uh, that's, that, and, that's definitely like a, uh, like, like an, like an, like an Odell, uh, Odell's yeah. dad, like making the video about yeah. Baker. It's like, it's like, oh, who's this? It's like, uh, not C Chick 21. <laughs> <laughs> Totally not Craig Chick's yeah. dad. Yeah. Five four seven two eight nine six three. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I I like that call though. I that that's good. I think we're getting a lot of really good uh, shout outs to some guys that that deserve the praise. You got one more. You got your yeah. hand up. Yeah, yeah. All got right, one. Ryan Conrad. That's the fucking player Whoa. that could be. What a fucking game from him. Uh, that was nice to see. I I think he's a great two way player. I love him in the Water Dog system. The offense just. You know, sometimes he gets carried away with his game, tries to do too much, but talk about a showing from the kid. Uh, really, really like seeing him ball out. Nice guy. Better player. Or good player, better guy. Yeah, I've never met him. So I, I'd imagine that you're true on that one. I, no, I'd I imagine that he's a, he's a fantastic guy. Um, after he won, after he won the cha- quick story, after, the, after he won the championship at UVA, he went to Gillette. I was a no-name blogger. And I was trying to get like interviews, couldn't really do it. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, could you walk with me? And like, let me ask you some questions. Walked with me, walked with him through the stadium to the car. Let me say, and then we, we say goodbye. I don't even know if he like remembers that, or, but it was like one of those things where I was like, that guy's always good in my book. Was he still wearing black cleats the whole time? <sighs> he might've been, 
he might have been. I, I remember we mostly were just talking. I, mean, I, I don't think I asked him a question. I think we were just talking about like how much shit Yale talks. Oh my God, I remember. Like it was kind of cool, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Water Dogs end up winning that game 19-14. Again, just one of those ones where I, like the Atlas, pretty sure they had like seven goals in the fourth quarter once, um, you know, once the desperation really start to set yeah. in. So, so I mean, 19-14 to 14 already looks like a bit of a blowout, especially in this league. And it was definitely worse than then the score appears. Uh, so that brings us into the semifinal weekend. We've got two games on the slate, uh, both on Sunday. So, you know, the opening Sunday of the NFL, we've already talked about this. It's, it's tough scheduling, uh, but the first game gets going. Uh, wait, I, I thought that the first up. game that's going at 1 PM Eastern time on ABC or ESPN plus. You have the number uh, one whip snakes against the number five water dogs. Do you see that? I, I I do see that. For some reason, I thought that there was a game at 11. Maybe oh. I was just looking at September 11th. The game at 11 would have been fantastic. It would have been great. Like, this is what I'm talking about. I, I, you, know what I thought... to do? you know what I'd love to do is I think that this – I don't even think he's too big time for us going on part of my take and everything, but imagine we had Paul Rabel on. And we just like, we just, we had him answer all the questions that we have about scheduling and like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And then like, he can explain it to us. Cause again, I know there's smarter people out there that like know the answers to these questions. I want answers. I have so many questions. I, like, why couldn't you start at 11 and one? 11 I, and one. I really thought that the ABC game was at 11. I, it must've just been because I was like quickly looking at like September 11th for the oh, schedule for sure. and then saw for the sure. 11 there. Um, all right. Well, so both games get started right as uh, opening NFL kickoffs get underway. So uh, 1 PM on ABC though, it's, it's a nationally televised game. It's, it's on, you know, you talk to talk to your parents they tell you about the days when they only had they only had three channels and it was uh three six and ten and you had to get the little bunny ears well guess what motherfuckers they could have watched this shit because it's on a b c uh we've got the number one whip snakes fresh off of their bye week taking on the water dogs. This is a rematch of last year's semifinal matchup uh, where it was the other way around with uh, the water dogs coming off of thereby taking on the, the whip snakes. Um, rest versus rust. Let, let's just real quick before we get into this actual matchup. Do you okay. think, do you think that, that the whip snakes have a no. little something to be worried about here with, with a little bit of rust that could potentially be building up, especially given how lubed up the water dogs should be heading fuck, into this weekend. Fuck that. You know, like if we're going to talk about any other team really, and we're talking about rust versus rust, I might say like the rust factor, but with the whip stakes, you throw all that bullshit out the window. Like maybe for the first quarter, maybe for the first quarter, like Rambo forgets that he's like in a playoff game. He's like, wait, the playoffs started. Like, wait, they had the quarterfinal. He might, he might be streaming the Eagles. Yeah, like, he wants to get out of there. So I, I don't really <laughs> think that – I think the only person more mad than, like, lacrosse and football fans that they have to play on Sunday is probably Rambo. <laughs> wait, so actually that's a good – all right, so lock of the week. Whips and water dogs will not go to overtime. Matt Rambo will not allow it because he needs to get out of there and he needs to get to a bar to finish watching the fourth quarter of that Eagles game. We also got to factor this in is 
if you're looking at it from like a Canadian American perspective, like a lot more Canadians on the water dogs, that means a lot less NFL fans. Well, yeah, but like what time did the, uh, you know, the, the Saskatchewan rough riders play? No CFL season. <laughs> couple, couple big gray cup matchups on the line here. Um, all right. Well, all right. That, that, that's fair. I think if there's one team that has yeah. proven themselves to be consistently lubed up, it would be uncrustables. Yeah, like the uncrustables, the uncrustables, the unrustables. Wow. That's good. That could be a shirt. Also, that could be a sh- also I, I feel like uncrustables are the, uh, the, the unofficial sandwich of summer lacrosse everywhere. Get a cup, you know, you got, got that one dad brings around the cooler, the slightly chilled uncrustable just between games like three and four, just hammer home like five of them go to warm ups for the, your next game and just feel sick as a dog. I just thought, um, yeah, I just thought we should do. Remember the draft that we did, like the gear draft that we did? I think in the yeah. off season, we, we owe it to the fans a little, a little warm up episode. We should do best tent, you know, like the tents, best tents, yeah, 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 just like, yeah, best tail, yeah. We'll, we'll work something out. It's, my brain was just storming. All right. Well, let's get back to this game. Uh, so heading over to the Barstool Sportsbook, uh, the 1 p.m. Uh, game, Whip Snakes and Water Dogs on ABC. The Whip Snakes as the one seed, obviously favored on the spread, minus one and a half. The value there is minus 115. Water Dogs at plus one and a half. Value there is only minus 110. On the money line, we've got Whip Snakes minus 180. Water Dogs plus 140. Over under in this game, 24 and a half. So, uh, I mean, you look at the two games that these guys played against each other so far this season, they split it. They went one and one. So Water Dogs, the only team to hand the Whip Snakes an L at some point this season. Uh, They played against each other in week two whip snakes won that one 12 to 11 and uh water dogs won in week five 11 to 10 so they've been one goal games they've been hitting the under uh and you know if if anything if we've learned anything about the whip snakes so far this season it's that they're gonna win and they're not gonna cover yeah no i totally agree with that i actually um i have a mortal lock all right, let me let me kind of adjust not, myself. Let me, let me get comfortable here. Let me. This is I I rarely use the like I'm saying like this is probably, which is I think the, 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 a smart person once said you don't get rich betting against Alabama and Nick Saban, you don't get rich betting against the Whips. Maybe you do actually with the spread. You probably do. <laughs> like now that I'm thinking about it out loud, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying like when you're looking at it from like a win loss perspective, like on the money line, you probably don't get too rich like betting against Whips. Like, Water dogs plus one and a half water dogs money line is my lock of all locks, especially when you look at how close the scores have been in these games and how substantial the difference in faceoffs have been. What are the, what did the water dogs do last week against the best faceoff guy in the league? Beat him with not just one man, the unit. So I think they could be able to snow, slow down Nardella. If they can get this to, you know, closer to the 40, 50 range, Rather than, you know, I think they were at like 30 in the last game that they won. And then in the first matchup, they lost by one going, like winning legitimately, I think one faceoff or two faceoffs. So I think that with the way the faceoff guys are going, I think just the matchup itself, I really like in the six on six settled situations for the Water Dogs. So yeah, I'm going dogs on top of this one. They're going to get to their first championship game. And PFT and Big Cat have got to be the biggest Whip Snakes fans in the world this weekend because there's no chance. They want to waste a TV 
on September 18th during an NFL Sunday on the PLL championship game. But when they do, when they have to watch that game, I will be there and I'll be enjoying it. I'll be there like a little lacrosse correspondent. That's not the way that I thought that that one was going. I, I thought that you were going to thread the needle there. I thought we were going water dogs plus one and a half whip snakes money line. Um, oh, that would have been crazy. And, and I, and I think that that's kind of where I have to go with this one. Um, because again, you don't get rich betting against Saban. You don't get rich betting against whip snakes money line. You get, you make plenty of dough betting against them on the spread. Mm-hmm. You, you, probably have bought yourself a house at this point. Um, But I don't know. I I think when it comes down to it, like until the whips prove to me that they're not going to be playing for a championship every year, I'm going to have to just keep betting on them to, to get there. I think, you know, they've, they've earned that so far. I think, um, you know, it'd be disrespectful of me to, to not have them in the championship. Um, I, I do think like on my bracket, I don't have them, but I don't really give a shit about my bracket. Um, yeah, but this is, this is exactly why I fucking hate brackets because it's again, at the end of the day, it's a matchup thing. It's like, it's even when you're filling out like the NCAA tournament bracket, you're like, Oh, well, yeah, that, I like this matchup for this team. But like, if they, I don't like the matchup here. I, just, I, I and I, I, and like, I do I and I do think I, I and I do think that this is the toughest matchup for the Whip Snakes. I mean, yep. obviously, like the Water Dogs, they have a little bit of confidence building in them because of the fact that they've already beaten the Whip Snakes so so far this season. Um, they also have a lot of confidence building in them right now because of the way that they played last week um, against the Atlas. So, like, they've already taken down one of the better teams in the league in like pretty dominating fashion. They've already beat the whip snakes. Like they're going to be feeling so good about themselves heading into this game. Um, also they had a, some, uh, some pretty good substitution box work in that game. I, I saw uh, Withers get a uh, Baptiste by like a good 10 yards to the midline. Uh, pretty sure that was one of the Ryan Conrad goals that ended up getting scored right after that one. Uh, yeah. The, the, the two bombs. So um Coach Copeland, obviously watching my tape when I'm coaching, getting getting that sub game up to par. You learn from yeah, the yeah, best. Yeah. But so like the water dogs have everything going for them. And now they're get, catching the whips after the whips have had a couple weeks off. So again, I know they're unrustable, but like you still got to get that engine turning at some point. And I think if, if the water dogs can really get it going hot right off the bat, they'll put themselves in a good position to kind of just carry that game from start to finish. If they don't like the longer you let the whip snakes get comfortable, the longer you let the whip snakes get their legs back, then you're fucked. Um, so again, I'm like, I'm not crazy about anything that I'm picking this week uh, just because like you, you can flip a coin to any of these games and like, they could either both be really close games where either team could win. They could both be blowouts where either team could win. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go water dogs keeping it tight plus one and a half. But I mean the whip snakes have played in all three championship games so far. So like I just like have to out of just respect to them say whip snakes advance. Yeah, I think that you know. From, from the get-go, I, I think whoever wins this game wins the championship. I'll stick to that. I like I like that call. Um, so then I guess playing to eventually come in second place will be the 330 game. This is on ESPN Plus. We've got the Archers taking on the Chaos. Um, 
Again, this is a, a rematch of last year's quarterfinals where the chaos won 13 to 10 to end the uh, Archer season. This is a rematch of the semifinals from the bubble where the chaos won 13 to nine to end the Archer season. So uh, Archers have lost the last two playoff games against the chaos, but they have won the past two uh, against them in the regular season. Archers are two and zero against the chaos this year uh, spanked them 17 to 12 in week two. And then in week 10, they won 11 to eight. So heading over to the Barstool sports book, we've got archers favorite on the spread minus one and a half value there. Minus one twenty one chaos at plus one and a half on the spread at minus one Oh six on the money line. We're looking archers minus one eighty six chaos plus one forty five. Over or under on this one, 23 and a half. Uh, so, you know, Vegas expecting this to be the lower scoring game. Tell you what, I, I know that this is another one where it's uh, like you don't get rich betting on betting against Saban and like you don't get rich betting the over in games that Blaze Jordan plays. I actually do love the over in this game. Really? Yes. What's it at? So 23 and a half. So this okay. is... So this is the low game of the two. Okay. Um, again, I'm 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 looking at the way that the Archers got themselves going uh, last week against the Redwoods. I think the fact that you know the fact that it was a Connor Fields game and not a Tom Schreiber game bodes really well right now for the Archers because I think that Tom still has that game coming this coming weekend. Um, he's had a couple of huge games against the Chaos so far. So if he gets himself going, the rest of the offense can, can also follow. Um, I already mentioned before, like, I love the way that Challen Rogers has been playing over the past couple of weeks. You know, that Dane and Josh are going to get their points for the chaos. Like I'm, I'm looking at like a 14, 13 game here. I don't, I'm going under on this. I'm going on. Cause even when the chaos offense seemed to be cl- like, Clicking last week, it didn't seem to be really pour it on. Um, again, I think I'm going to expect a huge game from Blaze, but also in the same respect, I think Gittleman is going to have a huge game. I just look at this from like the last dance perspective that we've had for the Archers all season long. Like I think that he knows his time is running out, so I expect a big game from him. I think a lot of saves are going to be across the board. Um, on top of that, I'm taking the chaos to win this game, actually. Um, again, I, we've said it every fucking year, Jordy. Every single fucking year with the Archers. What's going to bite them in the ass in the playoffs? Face-offs. I thought it could kind of be settled this year. I think Ignacio has a great future. Don't really think he's going to make the difference in this game. Um, so, so I'm going chaos, and I think they're going to make their third straight championship appearance. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, just another one where this is more of a flip of the coin to me. Um yeah, I, I think that we could see a, a strong performance out of Gettleman, but I'm just like looking at all the different looks that he's going to get thrown his way. Um, you know, so you're going to get a couple back doors that are, you know, they're, they're just going to drop. Um, you know, there, there are a couple guys who can bring it down and train. Like you're going to get a couple cost looks from, from two range. So like, you have to be ready for that. I, I just don't know if he's going to have, I like, I think that this is a game where like Mac O'Keefe is probably going to feast. Um, so I could see, you know, good, good three goals out of Mac. Um, so Jack Rowell at homecoming too, somewhat, right. DC. 
I guess. Yeah. I mean, he won't have to travel. So, so he'll be, he'll be feeling pretty good. Um, so, so, where, where, so Grant Amet is having zero points is my point. <laughs> I mean, that's a good matchup. That's just one. If you're a lacrosse fan to like, just watch and just enjoy. Um, you know, rather that's one of the best defenders. In the, I mean, you know, at what you're talking about Mac O'Keefe, at what point are we calling him the best time in room shooter? Like the Ryan Brown talk has got to stop. And the Mac O'Keefe start talk needs to be more of a thing. Like you know, he's gonna do you know what Mac's gonna do, and you still can't stop it. Yeah, like the only thing that's like so sick about Ryan Brown is it's like you just never know like which hand he he can yeah, 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 yeah. So so like so like he can do it both ways. But yeah, I mean, but I mean Matt Max Stroke, it's like you've seen it a thousand times. You can you kind of know exactly where that ball is gonna go and guys still just can't get to it. Like Jack Kelly tried his goddamn hardest or no, not Jack Kelly. Um, well, Jack Kelly, let me tell you yeah. what, Jack Kelly, every single game tried his best. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's hardest, hardest worker in the league. Um, no, Sean Scannone tried, tried his hardest yeah. to, to track that down last week, almost had it. And still it's like, no, Max, Max bringing that one right past you. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, like I'd say, I'd say, O'Keefe and Schreiber are my two, uh, my, my, my two to watch out there for, um, still, a, can we still consider this a Connor Fields revenge game or is too much time passed at this That's point? Too much time, too much time. Remember at one point he was, uh, he, he was runner up in MVP and people thought that he got like fucked. He was going to be the first PLL MVP. Yeah. I mean, he was sick. It, it's just insane. That, that downfall, like not downfall. He's a really good player, but like, Remember, he, like, he, got, he had a bad he bubble. Benched on the chaos in the playoffs. Where, like, I was like, he, "What are you doing?" And then one of the runners like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he he had a bad bubble. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, I, if you can find it, I I I like uh, Tom Schreiber. Tom Schreiber points, maybe Mac O'Keefe goals. Uh, I guess I do have to make a pick on this one, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I've, I'm not, I'm not getting burned by these fuckers again. Okay, dude, I was gonna say if you're about to fucking take the archers, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting burned by these motherfuckers again. Uh, listen, I'm, I've never once doubted the chaos's ability to win playoff lacrosse games. Not once. You just have you're I mad at them? Your toxic relationship. I'm in a very toxic relationship right now with the, with the chaos. And I do agree. Like I do, I I stand by my claim that they fucking suck at regular season lacrosse They're, But like, I, I, maybe it's on purpose. So like, maybe they're really good at sucking. Like maybe it's, they they run their game plan to a T. but I've never once doubted their ability to win playoff lacrosse games. And I'm not going to start now. So I've got, yeah, I mean, obviously you got to go chaos money line there. Get the juice. Uh, I'm giving you an opportunity right now. Is uh, I, I can put I'll put out one clip out of context to our socials, and y- you can give one team right now bulletin board material. You can either give the archers or the chaos. Four is yours if you want to take it. Listen, right now the chaos. You've got to be thinking to yourselves. Ian McKay has tweeted out more Hasbola videos on on Twitter this year than they've won games. So what? I mean he. You guys are spending way too much time with Hezbollah, not enough time focusing on lacrosse. So I, I don't know how I can trust this team heading into the semifinals. So you're doubting them again? 
Always have been. She, she never learned. And you're taking the archers again? Wow. Archers by five. Oh, my God. Crazy. All right, so now that's the end of the bit. I need to see if Ian McKay falls for that. <laughs> yeah, I see, like, I well, he did, man. I'm going to put that out like Sunday morning, like schedule the tweet, like being like bulletin board tag like him towers. (laughs) All right. Well, maybe just, just for posterity purposes, now that we have that clipped out, here's another clip of me saying that everything that I just said was purely for content. It was a bit. (laughs) That, that, that's getting clipped out. Yeah. (laughs) That, that all added out. Please AT, do not fucking murder me when you see me in Philly. (laughs) He will. He should. Um, all right, but my my real real pick there, gotta go. Chaos money line. No, I'm Jordy. I'm very happy. Uh, seriously, like all bits aside, because we're a bunch of bit guys doing bits over here. But I'm I'm happy that you came to your senses. If I saw you get stung by the archers again and you doubted the chaos again, I was like, like dude, you're you're softly rooting for the archers. Like if they if the chaos lose, it's not like oh man, you'll be a little happy for the archers, but you won't you won't. You won't pin, you won't take your credibility downfall with the, with the archers if they lose. Like if you pick the archers again, I was gonna like send you like to go talk to someone or something. Like you're gonna get hurt. This is like a toxic, a toxic girlfriend for you. Is the yeah. archers? I mean, I'm I'm just like looking at matchups for for next weekend. So you know, if the whip sinks are there, you've got the Philly, you've got Rambo, and then I'm trying to think. Okay, could you do Grant and Ment with Philly? But also, then you've got you know a couple private school guys. Yeah, whatever. Tony Resch, he's a Philly guy on on the. I mean, Chris Bates spent a lot of time in Philly, so the Archers would have that chaos. Chaos. I mean, the Blaze. I think that the Blaze versus Rambo matchup will really play well Always I, I'm, I'm just trying to think about the i'm a storyline guy at, at, at the end of the day i, I strictly root for the storylines don't root for any teams uh so storylines there there are plenty to be had uh however you you cut this one up lacrosse what a, what a, what a what a game what a sport yeah. And, you know, we've only have, uh, you know, we only have a couple more of these games left before it all goes away from us until uh, in, until the next college season, because are, are they doing the, the sixes? Torn- yeah. Okay. So it all goes away until like December, January, or whenever that sixes tournament goes, but either way, we've got three games left on the season, two of them this weekend, one on ABC at one o'clock on Sunday, one on ESPN plus at three 30 on Sunday. I know that it's NFL week one. I know that there's a ton of football to be watched. What I need from everybody right now, for the love of God, find a, find a phone, find a tablet, find a computer, find a TV screen, like whatever you can get the games on. Like it doesn't need to be, you You can be in a room full of eight TVs. It doesn't need to be on those, like just stream it on your phone. Let's try to get some numbers for these broadcasts. I'm sick and tired of seeing Dan Arestia tweet out these, these numbers that I, I don't really understand, but it looks like knife I'm throwing. I, I, I'm not even close to getting there. I just see these percents and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And they're usually like 0.02. And I'm like, is that good? And cause then like well, other it's, things it's, are like 0.6. It's not fair because we're also looking at like NFL things. And I'm like, all right, well, like this is like the biggest marketing thing. But like, what does NFL get? Like, are they still like a 0.9 or they like a one or like, I I, I don't even like, I think they get like, look, I think one something is sick. I don't know what the numbers mean. And I'm, I'm sick of that. But what I'm really sick of is seeing like, uh, like the world knife throwing championship, like 
have terrible numbers, but still better than lacrosse. So you're listening right now. It is your job. And I swear to God, if you're a lacrosse fan and I see you and you're not streaming the game, I'm going to come. I'm going to embarrass you. Okay. All yeah. Right? I thought you were going to say kill. And I'll say that if I see you and you're not watching, <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know my, I don't have the ability to kill, um, but I will embarrass you. So again, watch football all you want. Get, get your game going, get red zone going, but you got to leave some sort of device. It's 2022. You, every, everyone has like five yeah. devices in their pockets, throw the game on something. Could be a, it could be an iPod nano for all I care, as long as it's streaming. Yeah. With you. Cool. Uh, and also all you motherfuckers listening, same, same thing applies. If you don't, if you don't subscribe to our YouTube, I'm going to embarrass you. If you're not following us on social at the crease dive, both on Twitter and Instagram, I'm coming after you as well. Um, so basically this is a do it or else situation. So uh, subscribe to the YouTube, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. Love you all. We out. Smile at what we go through. One stop to the rhythm that divides you.